Section two of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume four by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Philippa. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume four, translated by Richard Burton. Section two, two hundred and forty-first night to two hundred and forty-third night. When it was the two hundred and forty-first night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Al-Hajjaj said to the captain of the watch, There is no help for it but thou send out horsemen, and look for the damsel on all roads, and seek for her in the towns. Then he turned to Nimaha and said to him, And thy slave girl return not. I will give thee ten slave girls from my house, and the ten from that of the chief of police and he again bade the captain of the watch go and seek for the girl so he went out and nimaha returned home full of trouble and despairing of life for he had now reached the age of fourteen and there was yet no hair on his side cheeks so he wept and lamented and shut himself up from his household and ceased not to weep and lament he and his mother till the morning when his father came in to him and said O oh, my son, of a truth, Al-Haji hath put a cheat upon the damsel, and hath taken her. But from hour to hour Allah giveth relief. However, grief redoubled on Nimaha, so that he knew not what he said, nor knew he who came into him. And he fell sick for three months, his charms were changed, his father despaired of him, and the physicians visited him, and said, There is no remedy for him save the damsel. Now as his father was sitting one day, behold, he heard tell of a skilful Persian physician, whom the folks gave out for perfect medicine in astrology and geomancy. So Al-Rabiya sent for him, and, seating him by his side, entreated him with honor, and said to him, Look into my son's case. Thereupon quoth he to Nimaha, Give me thy hand. The young man gave his hand, and he felt his pulse and his joints, and looked into his face, and he laughed, and turning to his father, said, Thy son's ailment is one of the heart, he replied. Thou sayest sooth, O sage, but apply thy skill to a state, and case, and acquaint me with the whole thereof, and hide not for me of his condition. Quoth the Persian, Of a truth he is enamoured of a slave girl and the slave-girl is either in Bassorah or Damascus, and there is no remedy for him but reunion with her, said Al-Rabiyah, and thou bringst them together, thou shalt live all thy life in wealth and delight, answered the Persian, in good sooth this be an easy matter, and soon brought about, and he turned to Nimaha and said to him, no hurt shall befall thee, so be of good cheer, and keep thine eyes cool and clear, and quoth he to Al-Rabiyah, bring me forth a thousand dinars of your money so he gave them to him and added i wish to carry thy son with me to damascus and almighty allah willing i will not return thence but with the damsel then he turned to the youth and asked what is thy name and he answered nimaha quoth the persian o nimaha sit up and be of good heart for allah will reunite thee with the damsel and when he sat up the leech continued be of good cheer for we set out for Damascus this very day. Put thy trust in the Lord, and eat and drink, and be cheerful, so as to fortify thyself for travel. Upon this the Persian began making preparations of all things needed, 
such as presents and rarities and he took to arabia in the sum of the ten thousand dinars together with horses and camels and beasts of burden and other requisites then nemahat farewelled his father and mother and journeyed with the physician to aleppo they could find no news of naomi there so they fared on to damascus where they abode three days after which the persian took a shop and he adorned even the shelves with vessels of costly porcelain with covers of silver and with gildings and stuff of price moreover he set before himself vases and flagons of glass full of all manner of ointments and ups and he surrounded them with cups of crystal and placing astrolabe and geomantic tablet facing him he donned a physician's habit and took his seat in the shop then he said nimaha standing before him clad in a shirt and a gown of silk and girding his middle with a silken kerchief gold embroidered he said to him o nimaha henceforth thou art my son so call me not but sire and i will call thee not but son and he replied i hear and obey thereupon the people of damascus flooded to the persian's shop that they might gaze on the youth's goodliness and the beauty of the shop and its contents while the physician spoke to nimaha in persian and he answered him in the same tongue for he knew the language after the want of the sons of the notables so that persian doctors soon became known among the townsfolk and they began to acquaint him with their ailments and he to prescribe for them remedies moreover they brought him the water of the sick and vials and he would test it and say he whose water this is is suffering from such and such a disease and the patients would declare verily this physician saith sooth so he continued to do the occasions of the folk and they flocked to him till his fame spread throughout the city and into houses of the great now one day as he sat in his shop behold there came upon an old woman riding on an ass with a stuffed saddle of brocade embroidered with jewels and stopping before the persian's shop drew rein and beckoned him saying take my hand he took her hand and she alighted and asked him art thou the persian physician from iraq yes he answered and she said i know that i have a sick daughter then she brought out to him a vial and the persian took it and said to her o oh, my mistress tell me thy daughter's name that i may calculate her horoscope and learn the hour in which it will benefit her to drink medicine she replied o oh, my brother the persian her name is naomi and shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the two hundred and forty-second night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the persian heard of the name of naomi he fell to calculating and writing on his hand and presently said o my lady i cannot prescribe a medicine for her till i know what countrywoman she is because of the difference of climate so tell me in what land was she brought up and what is her age the old woman replied she is fourteen years old and she was brought up in kufa of the rat and he asked and how long hath she sojourned in this country but a few months she answered now when nimaha heard the old woman's words and recognized the name of his slave girl his heart fluttered and he was like to faint then said the persian such and such medicine will suit her case and the old woman rejoined then make them up and give me what thou hast mentioned with the blessings of almighty allah so saying she threw upon the shop board ten gold pieces 
and he looked at Nimaha and bade him prepare the necessary drugs. Whereupon she also looked at the youth and exclaimed, Allah have thee in his keeping, my son. Verily she favoured thee in age and yen. Then she said to the physician, O my brother the Persian, is this thy slave or thy son? He is my son, answered he. So Nimaha put up the medicine, and placing it in a little box, took a piece of paper, and wrote thereupon these two couplets. If Naomi bless me with a single glance, let Suda, Sue, and Jamal joy too, they said. Forget her, twenty such thou'd find, but none is like her, I will not forget. He pressed the paper into the box, and, sealing it up, wrote upon the cover the following words in Kufi characters. I am Nimaha of Al-Rabiya of Kufa. Then he set it before the old woman, who took it, and bade them farewell, and returned to the caliph's palace. And when she went up with the drugs to the damsel, she placed a little box of medicine at her feet, saying, O my lady, know that there is lately come to our town a Persian physician, than whom I never saw a more skilful nor a better versed in matters of malady. I told him thy name, after showing him the water-bottle and forthwith he knew that ailment and prescribed a remedy then he bade his son make thee up this medicine and there is not in damascus a comelier or a seemlier youth than this lad of his nor hath any one a shop like this of his shop so naomi took the box and seeing the name of her lord and his father written on the cover changed colour and said to herself doubtless the owner of this shop is come in search of me so she said to the old woman Describe me this youth, answered the old woman. His name is Nimaha. He hath the mole in his right eyebrow, is richly clad, and is perfectly handsome. Cried Naomi, Give me the medicine, whereupon be the blessing and help of Almighty Allah. So she drank off the potion, and she was laughing, and said, Indeed, it is a blessed medicine. And then she sought in the box, and finding the paper, opened it, read it, and understood it and knew that this was indeed her lord, whereas her heart was solaced, and she rejoiced. Now when the old woman saw her laughing, she exclaimed, This is indeed a blessed day. And Naomi said, O nurse, I have a mind for something to eat and drink. The old woman said to the serving woman, Bring a tray of dainty viands for your mistress. Whereupon they set food before her, and she sat down to eat. And behold, in came Caliph, who, seeing her sitting at meat, rejoiced, and the old woman said to him, O commander of the faithful, I give thee joy of thy hand made Naomi's recovery. And the cause is that there is lately come to this our city a physician than whom I never saw a better versed in diseases and their remedies. I fetched her medicine from him, and she is drunken of it, but once and it was restored to health. Quoth he, Take a thousand dinars and apply thyself to her treatment till she is completely recovered. And he went away, rejoicing in the damsel's recovery, whilst the old woman betook herself to the Persian's house, and delivered the thousand dinars, giving him to know that she was become the caliph's slave, and also handing him a letter which Naomi had written. He took it and gave the letter to Nimaha, who at first sight knew her hand, and fell down in a swoon. When he revived, he opened the letter, and found these words written therein. From the slave despoiled of her Nimaha, her delight, her whose reason hath been beguiled, and who is parted from the core of her heart, but afterwards of a truth 
thy letter hath reached me and hath brought in my breast and solaced my soul even as saith the poet thy note came long lost hungers wrote that note so drop they sweetest sense for what they wrote twas moses to his mother's arms restored twas jacob's eye side cursed by joseph's coat when nimaha read these verses his eyes ran over with tears and the old woman said to him what maketh thee to weep my son allah never caused thine eyes to shed tears cried the persian o my lady how should my son not weep seeing that this is his slave-girl and he her lord nimaha son of al rabia of kufa and her health dependeth on her seeing him for naught aileth her but loving him and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the two hundred and forty-third night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that the persian cried out to the old woman how shall my son not weep seeing that this is his girl, and he her lord nimaha son of al rabia of kufa and the health of this damsel dependeth on her seeing him and not aid of her but loving him so do thou o my lady take these thousand dinars to thyself and thou shalt have of me yet more than this only look on us with eyes of rush for we know not how to bring this affair to a happy end say through thee then she said to nimaha say art thou indeed her lord he replied yes and she rejoined thou sayest sooth for she ceaseth not continually to name thee then he told her all that had passed from first to last and she said o youth thou shalt owe me thy reunion with her to none but myself so she mounted and at once returning to naomi looked in her face and laughed saying it is just o my daughter that thou weep and fall sick for thy separation of thy master nimaha son of al rabia of kufa quoth naomi verily the veil hath been withdrawn for thee and the truth revealed to thee rejoined the old woman be of good cheer and take heart for i will assuredly bring you together though it cost me my life then she returned to nimaha and said to him i went to thy slave-girl and conversed with her and find that she longeth for thee yet more than thou for her for although the commander of the faithful is minded to become intimate with her she refuses herself to him but if thou be stout of purpose and firm of heart i will bring you together and venture my life for you and play some trick and make shift to carry thee into caliph's palace where thou shalt meet her for she cannot come forth and nimaha answered allah requite thee with good then she took leave of him and went back to naomi and said thy lord is indeed dying of love for thee and would fain see thee and foregather with thee what sayest thou naomi replied and i too am longing for his sight and dying for his love whereupon the old woman took a parcel of women's clothes and ornaments and repairing to nimaha said to him come with me into some place apart so he brought her into the room behind the shop where she stained his hands and decked his wrist and plaited his hair after which she clad him in the slave girl's habit and adorned him after the fairest fashions of women's adornment till he was as one of the hours of the garden of heaven and when she saw him thus she exclaimed blessed be allah best of creators by allah thou art handsomer than the damsel now walk with thy left shoulder forward and thy right well behind 
and sway thy hips from side to side. So he walked before her as she bade him, and, when she saw he had caught the trick of woman's gait, she said to him, Expect me tomorrow night, and Allah willing, I will take and carry thee to the palace. But when thou seest the chamberlains and the eunuchs, be bold, and bow thy head and speak not with any, for I will prevent their speech, and with Allah is success. Accordingly, when the morning dawned, and she returned, and carrying him to the palace, entered before him, and he after her step by step. The chamberlain would have stopped his entering, but the old woman said to him, O most ill omen of slave, this is the handmaid of Naomi, the caliph's favorite. How durst thou stay her when she would enter? Then she said, Come in, O damsel. And the old woman went in, and they ceased not faring on, till they drew near the door, leading to the inner piazza of the palace. When she said to him, O Nimaha, hearten thyself, and take courage, and enter and turn to the left. Then count five doors, and pass through the sixth for it is that of the place prepared for thee. Fear nothing, and if any speak to thee, answer not, neither stop. Then she went up with him to the door, and the chamberlain there on the guard accosted her, saying, What damsel is this? And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 2 Recording by Philippa